Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hey, this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like a determiner, family pet ancestry, I keep paying for it because it still makes me laugh, but all it does is point to JackieCation.com. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He's going to sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. He sings in the beginning with his wife, Sarah Cohen, father of one. Next up, Patrick Brady, going to fix this audio. Vilmos. He does the website, thejackiecation.com. There are many ways to support the Dork Forest, PayPal being the easiest. If you hate PayPal, you can also Venmo me, or you can uh, hand money to me when you see me do stand-up comedy, whatever you need to do. But if you want to actually give me money to support me to do the show, I would appreciate it. We're in the 12th year of the Dork Forest. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes. The PayPal button is on jackiecation.com and dorkforest.com. There is a link to an Amazon button, which is just a portal on both Dork Forest and Jackie Cation that brings you to Amazon. You order like normal and doesn't cost you extra, but it supports the show. So knock yourself out if you want to do either of those two things. Uh, I have not made it easy for you to be a monthly donator. You have to remember every month that you like the show. I recommend 10 bucks a month, and then that'll be $100 at the end of the year because of November and December, I tell you not to. You can also uh, get merch if you want a Dork Forest t-shirt or a hoodie. I have the hoodies in stock. If you may not believe me, you can email me for anything, actually, Jackie at JackieCation.com, and I'll make sure I have your size in the hoodie, but the t-shirts are always in stock. Uh, there are Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts, regular Dork Forest logo design t-shirts, and a couple of stand-up shirts, Spooky Reading Girl and the Meat Shield t-shirt. The Meat Shield t-shirt is a charitable t-shirt, so all of the profits from that will go to Black Lives Matter, ACLU, and the Southern Law Poverty, whatever. Anyway, I have enamel pins for Spooky Reading Girl and Meat Shield that are not on the website. Email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com. We can talk if you like an enamel pin. Other than that, you can get my CDs and my DVD right there on JackieCation.com, the merch page, the store page. And you can get all that stuff uh, digitally as well as Amazon iTunes. And you can just listen to it on Spotify and YouTube. The Dork Force is also now on YouTube. There's the teaser clips, but the full episodes are actually on YouTube now as well, which is crazy. But uh, if you like to listen to a podcast on YouTube... Uh, attainable goal is what I guess I'm saying. They're also on JackieCation.com, my tour page. You could find out where I'm doing stand-up comedy and if it is near you. And the last of it, of course, is that if there are several premium episodes, episodes that were taped and recorded live, cost me a couple of dollars, so they are on Bandcamp, thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. They cost $2 an episode, and uh, there's probably 10 of them. There's a couple with Maria Bamford. There's a, uh, one with uh, Lorraine Newman and... Moon Zappa, and just a bunch of people, super fun. And if you want to listen, if you've listened to all of these and want to get a premium episode, the dorkforest.bandcamp.com. Enough. Let us get into the program. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I am with a friend of mine from, I believe, the 90s, Gary Obeda. Is that when we met? Where did we meet? I, I can't remember. Where did we meet? Just I, It was just somewhere? open mics. I think we were doing mics and then we were doing showcase shows. In the late 90s, early 2000s, the last time I think I saw you um, do stand-up 
was at that coffee shop over on Ventura Boulevard. Uh, uh, Lulu's, Be- Lulu's Beehive. Beehive. That's it. No longer. I don't. I don't believe it's still there. It it turned into uh, what was it called? It turned into Jump Cut. What is cafe? It? Jump Cut. It was a. What uh, is a Jump Cut? Uh, th- everybody used to go there. They used to do like a big movie trivia night thing. Okay, and then they actually. Closed it down and went to something else. But Jump Cut was real uh, successful too. I don't understand why that place. It was always packed. When it was, it was always Lulu's. packed. There was right when there was always people purchasing coffee, pastries. Oh, man, there was that's some, all you need out of a coffee shop. There were some great shows there too. Uh, right. Uh, was, remember great. Steve, who founded it or founded it? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. Let's do this. It's Gary and Abeta. <laughs> Rangers of the Dork Forest, welcome to the show. Gary Anna Beta is good people. That's what we know right off, right off the bat. And her name oh, is spelled you. with one N. G-A-R-I-A-N-A-A-B-E-Y-T-A. And right. that's what that's your Twitter feed, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Twitter. I was like, why is she spelling? Why is she name? telling people? And- <laughs> I was like, no, I was really I was looking at my head, I'm like, that is weird <laughs> that she's telling him how to spell. I'm like, oh, oh it's yeah. an audio program. It's twenty eighteen. There's, no, there's and, no Chiron. Yeah. And you gotta uh, spell your Instagram and your Sure. And okay. um so this'll go up, I believe, end of January. The end of January. Yes. Right. And uh twenty eighteen. God willing, we're all here. <laughs> and um, some of them won't be. That's what's sad. You're bringing me down. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be a dark episode of the Dork Forest, you guys. So say happy birthday if you're still alive please, to Gary because her birthday's on the 27th. You don't have to if you have died and are no longer here. If you've died in the right, past. Uh, and if you die in between her birthday and Andy's, because uh, Andy's oh, is the Andy's? 29th. Oh, sure. What are you going to say? Uh, I'm going to say that's also Gary Wilson's <laughs> is actually what I'm going to say. Is it Gary Wilson? That you know, Gary Wilson's birthday, yes. I blew Gary Wilson off one time, and, oh. uh, and he correctly was like, are you kidding me? And I mean, monumental. I mean, he lives far away. To correct the error, it would have taken hours. And I, it was, people have done it to me, and I was infuriated as well. Uh, guess who's not the hero of the story? Jackie Kasher. <laughs> Gary Wilson okay. is the hero of the story. Okay. What is? Uh, what's all the story? You can't just. Oh no! He invited uh, us over for like a a brunchy thing. Okay. Did not know we were the only guests. Oh. Forgot about it entirely. Didn't go. Wow. Yeah, I should be buried headfirst in the sand and have my feet painted with honey. That's a uh, hurtful one. That it, is hurtful. It was super hurtful because you feel like Mary Tyler Moore, like nobody loves you. And uh, and that was not the case. Uh, but right. uh, uh, but someone has done it to me. My my uh, my friend Greg did it. He did not know he was. they were the only people invited over. They were almost two hours late, and I was beside myself. Oh, wow. I have since regrouped a little bit. Not entirely, as you can tell from this story. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what helps? Uh, knowing that Gary Wilson was correctly angry at me. <laughs> that ga- that gave me some sympathy for Greg. My uh, buddy yeah. Greg. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was... Uh... Wow, I didn't know that, that that happened many years ago. Many years ago. That's how long we've known each other. Oh, we have known each other a long time. I thought we had met on the road somewhere, though. I didn't realize that we had. We met might out have there. Texas. Do you ever do Texas? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I took a big breath there. Oh uh, yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. I'm wearing my uh, Texas barbecue hat. Um, <laughs> weirdly, uh, yeah, yeah. That I might have been. Did I did and, sure. Uh, 
Like, I don't know. Did you do Amarillo? Did you do like that area? I did. Um, where's, the, where's the shrimp come out of? <laughs> I did the Corpus Christi. I did. Uh, they, they were known for their shrimp, they told me. <laughs> All I know is that they were known for their shitty one-nighter. <laughs> and I was there for them. And, uh, is that how you remember all your gigs? What food products uh, I for? would not be surprised. I would not. I don't Where know that anyone would be surprised. shrimp come out of? I believe they're shrimpers. Yeah, yeah shrimp that would be the gulf. It's yeah. the gulf. That's where shrimp comes from, right? Yeah. Did you do the other one down there? A lot, like the Am- Brownsville one. I, ne- Brownsville? I didn't. I didn't. There was the guy who booked all of that stuff, and New Orleans and or, or Louisiana said genuinely out loud to me, "You're too smart for the rooms." And I was like, "I will dumb it down. I need work. What is happening? I am not the. First of all, they're not that dumb, and I'm not that smart. You are wrong on both sides of that spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that is kind of a weird. The what do we? Everyone needs two hundred dollars. Please give me that gig. <laughs> yeah, everyone and, does. And Brownsville—it's way down there. Like I think it's Brownsville, and it's like to the right is Brownsville, and to the left is Mexico. Like okay, wow. so it's way way down there, it's right and, on the edge. Uh, I was not—I was not too smart for that room. And we <laughs> did you keep it real basic? Is that what you did? Uh, it's not. No, I'm, when I'm I look just back at, at your stand-up comedy career, Gary Beta, <laughs> subtle, like witty, um, <laughs> intellectual comedy does not come to mind. No, no offense. No offense. Shouty McShouter. <laughs> yes, there was some shouting. It's usually, <laughs> there was some possibly uh, well contained. Con- there was barely contained rage. <laughs> And some yeah, shouting. Yeah, barely was... contained. Couple of nights not contained at all. <laughs> Threw a couple stools into the crowd. Yeah. Oh, where where were iPhones at that time? Pre iPhones. Oh you guys. man, yeah. Uh, but it, that uh, Brownsville one I remember because uh, we literally were performing on a slot car track. You know the slot car racing. Yeah. Yeah, we were like. In it's so it was- weird where people talk other people into having stand-up comedy. There was a gig I did in Phoenix, and it was a bar, as you can imagine. And on the wall was a giant aquarium, but just uh, like uh, only about six inches tall. Okay, and in it there was two tubes of water, and there were water guns that you could squirt into them, and there were goldfish. They would have goldfish racing. No, behind you... this is on the side of the stage, and I was are like, "Yeah, I was like, it's, where's Peta? I know that goldfish are tiny organisms, but it feels mean." Yeah, <laughs> they're fuck. like the big lighter of pets. I mean... <laughs> See, this is why Rangers. Uh, we are sad. Gary and Abeta doesn't do stand up anymore. No, um, I, I the, the, that is. Did you do it though? I mean, did you? No, okay. no, no. What? I also didn't flip the switch when I was offered to kill someone. What? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> there are things I've I've been offered to do that. Yes, I do them. I, 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 I put on the bite suit. The dog <laughs> took me down. Yes, I did that. I. Uh, oh, my brother once jumped out of an airplane because he was offered that. Um, <laughs> Somebody offered him. Yeah, he's like, they hey, offered we're him going a parachute <laughs> as well. <laughs> we're going skydiving, and um, we're short of shoot. You still in? It's. Uh, I think. What did he go with others? He might have just gone by himself. Anyway, but he said it was uh, um, only three thousand feet, uh, so it wasn't tandem. Because I guess if you jump from ten thousand feet, it's tandem because there's a lot of free fall. 
And the rip line, is it long enough to make sure you're not an idiot and remember to pull your own chute? So 3,000, the rip line just pulls your chute. But if it doesn't work, then you're dead. Okay. Um, and then he... Um, but Phil Cation has been on the Dork Forest, standing on the wing of the plane, said that he literally he was thinking to himself, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. And then he let go of the airplane and fell into the sky. And he, and he landed. He was like, that was... I bet you that'd be fun if I did it a lot. And he was like, I'm never doing it again. <laughs> so, Wait, so, Did you tell people your brother's too smart for the sky? <laughs> <laughs> he could not get that gig. Uh, and weirdly enough, he had to pay them 200 bucks. <laughs> Here's what I want from which you. Is, which is weird, though, to pay to jump out of a plane, right? Right. I mean, I honestly, I know it's stupid and like a hack premise, but it's like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, as you get older thinking about stuff, yeah. like you're paying them to barely not kill you. Right. Like you're paying your hard earned money. Base you jumping. trouble getting like. All of that stuff. I just saw the last holiday because it was, uh, it is the Christmas season still for me. A uh, Jackie Cation's tree still up and it's beautiful. That's because it's January 5th as of this recording, 2017. Hopefully you're all still. We're there. all alive today. <laughs> oh my god, we forget. We forget how uh, how dark it all is. And so, what's the documentary? It's called Out of Print. Oh what, yeah, Out of Print. Uh, what, what is that? It's a. Great, you were in it. I was in it. Yes, I was in it. And uh, is a documentary it about 35 millimeter film and uh, the history of uh, the new Beverly Cinema. Okay, which was a fancy movie theater or a a, his, a historical storied. Yeah, movie theater yeah, here, I guess, here in the Los Angeles be, area. It is, yeah, you should, and it's the history of it, and it's kind of talking about, uh, you know, 35 millimeter actually going away. Uh, being replaced by digital? Digital. Okay. Digital. Yeah, most of the theaters are digital. Right. Now... now Here's where we can sit because you are a projectionist. Or uh-huh. you are I've a- always done that. That in comedy were like Right. And you're in the union. I I was, yeah, yeah. No longer. I my What's card happened? is on my card is on hold <laughs> because uh the place that I was working didn't have to use the card. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was okay, fair enough. So but you First of all, I genuinely have always wanted to know this. How do you fall into a job like projectionist <laughs> when there's giant cans of film that you have to like you wouldn't I wouldn't trust just anyone with that. So but someone's again, like you shouldn't. And you should cuz they're valuable, right? <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> How long have you been doing it? Oh, like since I was a teenager. So for over 20 years cuz oh. I've known you. Yeah, 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 a long time. I've been doing it a long time. I'm 100. So you I am 112. Okay, so you've been doing it for at least since the 80s? Uh yeah, uh 90s. I'm really I'm not like being co- I'm like bad with dates. Okay. I'm real bad with dates. Uh, You're not being coy about your age. No, I'm, please I'm, don't. I'm, no, I have. Uh, I don't know, like just numbers and the things. That no, no, and you're, and head. that's fine. So, but for a million years, a million years, yeah. Somebody said, "Hey, Gary and Abeta." Yeah, yeah. They, I know that it's like well, I can't believe somebody trusted you to do that. <laughs> um, I uh, just had a job at a theater, just like as a regular. Like usher, usher popcorn job, person, and after like six months, uh, the there was a guy, uh, Gary Skalski, who was uh, <laughs> wow, I hadn't thought about him in a long time, and uh, he needed somebody to help him fix the seats, and nobody wanted to come in, yeah. and do it because it was early, yeah, and I. I volunteered because I thought, well, if I do it and this guy sees that I work hard, yep, 
went in there and him and I would fix the seats and it worked after like two weeks or so they had somebody quit and oh. he put me up there. I just wanted to do it because they didn't have to wear the uniform and they got paid. <laughs> Like, that literally was, like, the reason. You know what? Those are excellent reasons to take jobs. Good reasons. (laughs) Because the thing about jobs is jobs are are dumb, kind of. (laughs) And so you're like, no, I need them to pay well, and I need to be comfortably dressed. Yeah. Those are... I'd like to wear my own shoes. (laughs) Your own footwear. (laughs) So, okay, so do you know the first movies that you were in charge of because you got to change reels yeah i i saw cinema paradiso i know how it <laughs> I works i love that movie i love that movie it was uh i've only that's literally i have seen like a handful of foreign movies and that is one of them i am the worst i will <laughs> watch overboard like... over and over and over overboard's again. great though in fairness you should have picked a bad film <laughs> overboard is so great <laughs> The Overboard Captain Ron double feature, I'm still patiently waiting for. <laughs> you know, they're doing a remake, so... supposedly, of Overboard, which oh. uh, uh, cannot be done. Why no. mess with success? It's, 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 a per- it's a masterpiece. It is. It's perfection, and I love it. And I also love Captain Ron as well. One's not joking. I not, love those two. Right? I can't remember what, and I've often tried to figure it out, but there was so much to remember what? I do know what, like, mo- I've ran most of the movies that I've wanted to run. I have very few on my bucket list that okay. I would still, like, go, like, I can't believe Are there movies run. that you didn't want to run? Now, how did... Okay. Oh, yeah. So, any Michael Bay, I don't want to. Oh, with the shouting and the... And the it's... Weirdly enough... Modern <laughs> filmmakers, uh, it's all... Barely contained rage. Barely contained rage. Uh, Michael Bay... Uh, his Q placement is just awful. Okay. What does that mean? Well, uh, if you are doing a changeover, you're actually looking for a very small dot up in the corner right. to actually make an edit. You're making an edit. I When you're running a film reel to reel, you're making an edit. Because you have to, to make it seamless, or you have to put it together. It's got to be seamless, or else everyone in the audience will know. So you're actually making an edit. Yeah. And so up in the corner, there are a series of dots that are called changeover okay. cues, and you use those to make the changeover. Okay. Michael Bay and the older films are much easier to run because they understood that there was a person doing it, so they would always place it in a manner. Where it was very easy to make seamless. Right. Well, because how long does it take to switch? I mean, you have the, a second projector set up, right? Right. Yeah. So you can you can switch. You start the motor when you see the first cue, and at the second cue, you actually change the light and sound over. Okay. And that's how... The, and, and, and so... Because for some reason there was part of me had you wrestling with reels in the in the moment, but nobody who is that who is who, who who's that fast Quicksilver? No. Anyway, so uh, you've had to be that fast if you've messed up. I mean, right, right. Because well, I mean, because I suppose if if you've done it wrong, um, there's going to be a noticeable pause in the film. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Or you'll see numbers or. Things you're not supposed to say. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. So It's all very precise. First cue, turn motor. the motor on. Yeah. Second cue, the big switch. And the, the production booth, soundproof? So that the world doesn't have to hear the motors? Or uh, just or just sound buffering? 
sound I, like, like you walls. know it depends. I guess they all vary. Okay, fair yeah. enough. They all vary. Okay, so what uh ideally soundproof. So Michael Bay what, he thinks that people are just putting a DVD in? Is that what he thinks? <laughs> I, who knows? Who can get uh most who can get into the mind of most Michael Bay. Modern <laughs> directors, filmmakers, they you know, they went to the platter system widely in the 70s. So after that, just editors and filmmakers didn't start uh, paying attention to where they put the cues and where those cue placements were because you were just cutting the film and splicing it together and running it all as oh, one. Oh, as one. Right. Platters meaning that it was uh, reels were next to each other and they were just yeah, seamless. You just, anyway. You just put it on a platter, all the trailers, build everything up. And Instead of an it, upright projector? Uh, the projector's still upright. You use a series of rollers to go through the projector. Okay. And then uh, you use a series of foil cues to actually tell it to open the dowser, turn the lights on, turn the sound on, and all that stuff, and turn it off. Okay. That's all just done with like a little foil cue that you put on the film, and it's certain, it placed in a certain manner to like it shut it It tells the machine to do Exactly. The like two next to each other, close it down, one opens it up and like that's when you were younger you started noticing like uh you remember how it used to just be like single houses like the big movie palaces yeah yeah and then you started seeing like (laughs) multiplexes yeah yeah and then you started seeing like twins like that was the thing and then it was like threes like and and that was still one guy running all of those really yeah and what they would do is they would time it and they would put them on like 5,000, 3,000 foot reels, not threes, but like mostly like 6,000, 8,000 foot reels. And they would time it so he could go from one house to the other and only have to make one changeover. So they only had to hire one and guy. They would have one guy and he could do three theaters going. But yeah. they figured out a way to actually lay the platter down it's got three and then then you started seeing like six and 12 and then it started getting crazy like 21 <laughs> right right theaters like the and man it's still planet. supposed to be one guy it was one guy i i disapprove we <laughs> yeah you know we had a man plant <clears throat> yeah up here in, in van nuys yeah. man plant <laughs> now it's a regency plant but we still call it the man plant because man plant's funnier <laughs> You gotta talk to me about your man plan. Ha ha. Boom. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Always writing. People don't know. People don't know. Can't turn off the magic jacket. (laughs) Cannot turn off the magic. It's the it's the curse. So um what do you think of this? I, I, I want to get so thirty. There's thirty five millimeter, yeah. And there's seventy millimeter, seventy millimeter, yeah. And there's sixteen millimeter, if I'm correct. Yeah, sixteen. Remember Matt Weinhold? Of uh, uh, you, uh, you don't get Matt Weinhold out of your head. No, no, that that's pure joy. <laughs> that's like trying to say like I don't remember a Santa Claus. <laughs> Matt Weinhold is a delight. Isn't he it? is the best. He's, He's one the of the best. And so he owns uh, a ton of sixteen. We've borrowed some from him. Have you? Have yeah. you? Have you swapped them out? Do you have sixteens yourself? Is that I, what we you... play? We play sixteen millimeter at the theater. There's oh. a lot of stuff that is on sixteen mil. This is why I think the digital thing, it's just short-sighted. Yeah? Yeah, because if you... They've literally taken all of the 
projectors out of the theaters. Yeah. Like they took all of those projectors out in the studio. So you couldn't they, show. You can't. They can't. Mm-hmm. But if you have a, a theater that has them, well, you have the entire history of cinema available to you to program. Right, because not everything is on DVD. Not everything, or everything is digital. Wait, uh, the with smile digital, on your face. It's a digital. It's a it is not a DVD. It's Jackie. a DCP. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a DCP. A, is, it, is it a file? You know what a it DCP? is. Yeah, it okay. comes on a hard drive and you put it into the projector and download. I'm trying to see. Wait, you don't have any DVDs I was going to point? There's a stack of DVDs right there. Oh, my God. It's a, uh, hang on a second. A stack. A stack being three. <laughs> Oh, I forget who I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, she's opening it up. Okay. Uh, there's, okay, I was just going to look over here. Like, Willa. There's no, there's no DCP of Willa. If you wanted to, if you owned a theater and you wanted to show Willow, you couldn't. They don't have a DCP of it. Wow. So like your Arclight or something, they would not be able to show Willow. Because Arclight completely removed all of their... They have... They have since put some back in. Okay, because they were like, oops. <laughs> hey, did you guys throw those parts out? Because uh, are they in storage? I think we, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of theaters, I think, are uh, coming back and, and it's great. But uh, where I work, we just show film and uh, it's Is it the better. silent? No, the silent oh. closed down. Was there crime? Was there was there, a crime. Yeah. There, there was some sort of sex crime. <laughs> it's a, I, I do stand-up comedy, so we're f- awash with uh, horrible humans uh, right now. Everybody wants to pull their dick out and show it I to you. Think- and uh, yeah, so you worked with Doug Stanhope as well. I, I did a couple episodes uh, a couple a couple weeks ago. He wanted his dorkdom. He wanted it to be um, defending Louis C.K. And I oh, said, God, I love guess Doug. what? Uh, that's not what the Dork Forest is for. <laughs> the Dork Forest is to celebrate something. And it turns out, uh, as you can imagine, uh, Doug Stanhope collects leisure suits. And oh. so it's a fantastic episode where we don't get to the leisure suits for too long. Because much like you and I, we've known each other too long. And so we spent the first half hour just drunk logging <laughs> and talking about uh, how we there was far too much partying in the 90s. Uh, so, and he kept yeah. it up. He kept it up. This kind of sustaining. <laughs> Who knew Bless that? He, he, I didn't really he collected leisure suits uh old timey like yeah i've known that he wears them joe namath and johnny carson are two brands that he buys on ebay brands from the 70s shirts pants suit jackets the whole thing it was outstanding it was a great episode (laughs) but uh and then he gave me his book which is sitting right up there this is not fame and i don't have that one i have digging up mother well in the in the middle of the book there's a bunch of pictures and one of them is him pulling his dick out in front of louis ck and uh, I always show that one to people. And, and and Andy was like, you know that the picture right above that, his dick is out. He's wearing no pants, sans pants. And I was like, oh, weird. And because uh, there's part of me that's seen Doug Stanhope's penis so much, I does it does not affect. Yeah. And and as he likes to say, it's never hard anyway. So you're fine. Everyone's safe. <laughs> I think I think I added everyone safe. <laughs> but anyway, so Matt Weinhold, a, a, a beautiful, a, a beautiful person. What movies have you borrowed from him? He was the one who first showed me The Ghost of Mr. Chicken, which I had oh, never seen. Love. He bought me that because I hadn't seen it. 
Oh, really? He actually bought me that on DVD s- because I, I was. He, he was like, "Oh, you have to see. It's wonderful. It is genuinely a great movie. Uh, it's so it's good. so dumb it's and so great. So great. Uh, what do you love about it? That I that one I really really like. Don Knotts just reaction to things that you just he go, should have gotten an Academy Award for his act. I mean, so. So damn good <laughs> in that. It's so funny. It's so funny because it's obviously like you can literally see the strings. You can <laughs> right? literally see the strings on stuff. It's like, that's just a doily being pulled into the air. <laughs> and it's still, ah, <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's so great. I, I laughed so hard watching that. I just, it was, a, it was a delight. It was a delight. I absolutely adored it. So you've shown some of the great films. I've I've shown most of them. Lawrence of Arabia, oh, very yeah. long on seventy on, on seventy million. Yeah, yeah, it showed that on seventy. I've never seen it. What? Well, I at this point I would say wait and watch it on seventy millimeter. Okay, go to a theater. They generally drag that one out once a year somewhere like uh, since we're out here like the egyptian or the arrow will show that i have the dvd but i haven't put it in because i'm like i i i kind of want to see it in a theater you should see that one in a theater and it's huge it's so vast it's so it's so beautifully shot that one definitely definitely want to wait and see that but the only Lawrence olivia movie i've ever seen uh-oh. The Prince and the Showgirl. What? <laughs> I know it does not make any sense. That that one doesn't. No. Also it, that you own the DVD and just never even put it in. That's, I know. It's because it's a three-hour movie. I think it's longer than right. that. Right. It's so long. Yeah, yeah. But it's great, though. Right. Uh, as opposed to the French Foreign Legion one with Gary Cooper. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? I don't. It was... Uh, Are we going to oh, do the Google oh, thing? Well, we, uh, someone's shouting it. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> someone, at their ah, at their car, someone is <laughs> shouting it at their iPhone right now. <laughs> it's a uh, you guys. Hear. Come on, Gary Cooper. You know, nineteen thirty six. Get it together. <laughs> and uh, the thirties were an amazing year for movies. You you some of your favorites, freaks, right? Freaks, yeah. Freaks is thirty two. I think that's one of my that's one of your all fa- time. Todd Browning, Freaks. Yeah, one of my all times. Todd Browning. Mm-hmm. I've never even heard of him. You Who never heard he? of Freaks? I've never heard of Freaks. I've never heard of Todd Browning's yeah. Browning. Is it a? I mean, it's too much to hope now. that it's a light comedy. Nineteen thirty-two. Is it scary? Yeah. He, oh, there you he go. He was. Uh, he was the first person that used uh, t- Todd Browning's. Fr- I'm trying to. I'm trying to find out. Right. 32. Uh, I nailed it. Nailed it. it. Well done. Uh, People are going to be mad because I'm not remembering his other movies. But uh, let's see what else. He... he, What is Freaks about? Is it about freaks? Yeah, about circus circus freaks, which is why I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I know how you love the carnival barkers. (laughs) I am not circus people. A lot of people don't know this about me. I look like a carny. I seem like a carny. I am not a carny. We're essentially carnies, Jackie. I can 
You can fight it all you want. I'm going to fight it until my There's, last breath. I, I And I will support you in that. But eh. but I'm wrong. We're circus uh, people. <laughs> we're circus people. We're circus people. So freaks, uh, we're, you know what? I think Dana Gould might have mentioned it because he's that kind of guy. Absolutely. He's a guy he that would love a movie. Very good music. And are and, they? And very good music and films. Okay. So um, freaks, I believe it had actual like circus performers in it. Like, Absolutely. I think Todd Browning was the first person to do that. Right. He's like, I would actually like a bearded lady in this thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, super tall dude, whatever uh-huh. was there. And then was there a story arc to freaks or was it just a freak show? <laughs> well, uh, no, no, no. There definitely a story, but the, the part about it that is that I love is just, uh, that like there's a guy with no arms and legs and he rolls a cigarette that's what like everybody remembers okay so <laughs> so essentially it's a reality tv show <laughs> from 1932 you're like look at these people they're real um, and they can do things i've always felt that that movie is about um just accepting you know like that's the big thing in that you've heard that one of us one of us when people do that they do that in TV shows and stuff all the time. That comes from freaks. Uh, I've always felt that the movie was about uh, acceptance. Okay. Accepting who you are. Just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever unique thing about you. That's what I've always felt it was about. Well, that's neat. That's made it much nicer than, hey, let's look at a guy with no arms. killed somebody for not... And the For guy not fitting like, in. crawling, the guy with no arms and legs crawling with the knife in his teeth. That's always, uh, but yeah, I'm sure I got to show Star Wars. That was a big one for me. I was like, what? Wait, yeah, originally or no? Or oh, no, at the, the, I was at like, the, you're not that old. One of the secret, uh, one of the secret screenings that, uh, at the now defunct Cine family. Oh, okay. You know, like they would do stuff for donors and people like that. We showed, yeah, yeah. we did the whole trilogy. Oh my gosh, that's uh, I just uh, I own all of those clearly. Of course, yeah. And uh, and then the new one. Did you have you got to show the new one? I have or is not that shown it, but uh, that's the, yeah. There's no. I don't think there's any prints of it, but I did get to see it and I loved it. Yeah, I liked the new one a lot. I loved it. My favorite line, guys. It's been two months. I'm gonna uh, turn it off if you haven't seen Star Wars: uh, The Last Jedi, uh, because <laughs> my favorite line was when Luke says, "We well, want me to stand in front of an army with a laser sword." And then he stands in front of an army with a laser sword. And the only reason it works is because they they believe that he's some sort of myth. They don't think he's real. And so they're like, well, of course he'll live through it. You know, (laughs) of course this is happening. And you're like, oh, that's I mean, it was so it was perfect. And I love that 40 years later, Luke Skywalker is still a whiny asshole because he's such a whiner and he's just like. I want to be alone. Like, I mean, Obi-Wan, it was a terrible teacher. And Obi-Wan was a terrible teacher because they both were like, no, I'm going to retreat and I'm not going to fight the fight until I'm forced to fight, you know? Uh And I think that Finn... That's why it's called the force? Is that what you're thinking? That's what I'm saying. Boom. (laughs) Guess what? It turns out uh, you've had me on your dork force, (laughs) as Jackie Dork said about a movie. Yeah. yeah. No, I I actually, uh, I really liked it. I don't understand. And... Uh, just so people know, Ryan Johnson also in the documentary. Okay, you want to rent or watch on Netflix? Out of print. Out of print. Uh, he is in there as well, and uh, super nice guy. Who's Ryan Johnson? Ryan Johnson directed 
the, <laughs> Did he? the last Jedi. I'm in the part of show business that doesn't know anything about anyone. So uh, I, I think it's better. He, I never saw The Godfather, and too. And I, I actually uh, wrote it, too. I, yeah. Did yeah, he? wrote and directed it. That's neat. Kind of. Yeah. He was kind, he was kind of, of seminal. He was kind of a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I think that'd be the word. I don't sure. know. I'm trying Maybe. to think of some other one. <laughs> no. Seminal to the... <laughs> To, the, oh, to me enjoying yeah. to me enjoying the film <laughs> without him not yeah. a lot happening there. uh yeah no uh, a lot of very uh a lot of very good people in the out of print documentary Patton oswalt's in that uh oh because he's a big nerd too oh he's wonderful about... he's wonderful and he actually wrote a book about watching movies that are i, I have that the silver yeah the silver and, screen thing and uh who well kevin smith is in it and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bunch of Bunch of directors, bunch of uh, actors. Like it's it's real great. It's, it's just great. people talking about what they love. The importance of of you know, prints of, of the print the the that we grew up watching mm-hmm. these things, and it's just going away. And it's uh, it's kind of sad because I think that digital it just doesn't. I don't know. It's well, it's it's interesting because um, can't they make more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the technology hasn't exists, gone away. Right. It still does exist, but to like to re- like like let's say, and this is worst case scenario. I'm very sorry. <laughs> uh, all of the copies of Gone with the Wind uh-huh. are gone, uh-huh. and there's only digital. Yeah, how do they? Can they make a print from the digital? Uh, yeah, but I, I, they probably could, but it probably wouldn't look that good. Because it's a generation or two away from the negative. Okay. So it probably wouldn't look that good. So are people, they're getting rid of prints. Are they also getting rid of the negatives? I mean, are they, aren't they protecting oh, the... Oh, I, I hope they are, but I don't even, uh, they make a digital negative now. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very much changed. And I don't, I don't, I don't like it, but I don't think it's like an old person standing on the long right. Dawson City. <laughs> uh, had, did you see that documentary, Dawson City? No. Okay. Nope. Dawson City, uh, Frozen Time. Okay. Just came out in 2017. Is a documentary about a very famous story that projectionists. Uh, I talk a little bit about this in Out of Print. I can't remember if it made it in or not. But uh, Dawson City was a very famous story about they found. A bunch of film that they thought was lost. Ooh. Because uh, the prints used to just travel across the United States. They right. didn't make as many. Oh, they didn't. Oh, right. Like now. There was just a couple of copies. It, it, yes. Very. And it would travel. It would, it would like travel either from the east to the west or the west. That's you, why if it like snowed or something in the trucks, you wouldn't get the movie. You wouldn't get the movie. And that is actually in a, uh, another really great movie, Spirit of the Beehive, where they're all like anxiously waiting for the truck <laughs> to arrive with the prince. But uh, Alaska, essentially up there in the Yukon, was the last stop. Right. So they just kept them. Oh. And nobody knew what to do with them. And so what happened... Uh, thank God they, it wasn't. Yeah, they just put them in a landfill. Like they just like they were doing some like construction, and they just filled up this pool and covered them with dirt. Whoa! They Talk about up, a time capsule. Yeah, it really was. And they ended up. I can't 
quote the number, but I think it was a hundred and twenty some films that, that they found that original they found copies. the copies of that did not exist, that were lost films that actually were discovered. And that's Dawson again. City. And Dawson City is the name. It's up in the Yukon. And more should have been found. They were even trying to like contact people, I think, at one point to go like, hey, we got all these prints and they were just like, throw them away. But that was like when it was like uh, the really dangerous nitrate film. Ah. So uh, it was like they told what, us one What part. is, wait, I thought, because here's the thing. My brother worked at a movie theater in the seven, late 70s, early uh-huh. 80s, late 70s. And um, he was the assistant manager. Uh-huh. And so he got all the Fancy. trailers. Yeah, got all the trailers. They melted all the trailers down. Mm-hmm. For the silver. Right. And then threw a party <laughs> because it was the 70s. And I was like, you mean like the trailer to Star Wars? Horrible. And he so was like, horrible. yeah, I live in some regret. <laughs> it's like, because there will always be more beer, you weirdo. Uh, he was like, stop talking about it. They have yet to cease production of alcohol. <laughs> right. Uh, my brother Russ, you guys, this is not my brother Phil. Anyway, so, uh, so, uh, and there was another story somebody told me about there's lost Doctor Who's that ended up in the middle of Africa. That they found the law because they used to just have uh, they had some audio, right? But they didn't have the actual footage, and so they they there were a bunch of lost episodes from the sixties because they sent them actual film that they just kept, and then they then someone was traveling through this town in this country in Africa, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, did you want to watch that?" And- <laughs> It's wow. like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Oh, so, you guys didn't melt that down for beer money? You didn't? Oh, thank I God. I would love to. I would love Spirit to of the Beehive. Yeah, Spirit of the Beehive is great. One of my favorites. But uh, they did. Uh, nitrate film used to have silver in it. That's why, like, those uh, films back then yeah. look so beautiful. They actually had silver content. Yeah, so a lot of them were... Uh, melted down, which I hope they didn't do that themselves. It's so dangerous. Right, right. Well, I'm sure they did uh, because it's Wisconsin and so there's just dangerous. fireworks are legal. You know, the N in TNT is yeah. nitrate. That It's explosive. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. So oh, let's yeah. add fire to the N. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah. a terrible idea. Um, it's highly toxic and like literally inhaling the flames will Kill you <laughs> in Inglorious Bastards. You know when they put the film behind the thing and they light it on fire. Yeah, every projectionist was like, "Well, the flames wouldn't have killed anybody. The toxic fumes would have <laughs> wiped everybody out way before, way before it got to well, the the burning stage." The burn, right? Yeah, they they um, would have burned while they were passed out. Nitrate is so dangerous um, that uh, they used to have the entire projection booth was made of lead. That's and, what that's what it was. It wasn't yeah. soundproof. It was lead. It was lead. Yeah. Yeah. In the film Night of the Comet, that's why the projectionist and his girlfriend live. Because oh. they're in the booth and the the when the comet goes by, they used <laughs> to have a sh- like a, a it was like a cord that was on a metal shutter that w- essentially what would happen is if the nitrate caught on fire just like cinema paradiso right if you didn't cut the film 
or get out of the booth, those doors were going to close and lock you in. So just because it was so toxic, it was so toxic. And it was also, it will burn underwater. They can't put it out. It's, it's so, it burns at such a high temperature. Yeah. It creates its own oxygen. So if you take that and put it underwater when it's on fire, it just stays on fire. Right. It just sucks the oxygen out of the water, probably. So it's a fish. (laughs) Turns out nitrate film is actually a living fish. It it is. And we're going to charge you all to shoot water guns at it. (laughs) To make it to race to the end. Hear me out. Hear me out. So race to the end. We're well, gonna have and that was the other tank. thing is the, how much they charged was a dollar. It's, I was like, it seems so rude for a dollar. I was like, is there a way that these fish are somehow getting anything out of this? No, they're goldfish. So, um, so night of the comet. What year was that? Oh, I think that's early eighties. Great zombie film. Very uh, fun one. Okay. But, um, yeah, I love that movie too. Uh, night of the comets. Great. Um, but Dawson City, they were talking about the little kids. When the film would come up through the ground, yeah. they would like light it on fire because oh, it, was right. so, it would burn so beautifully. And right. so there's just like I can imagine these small children in a in a field just burning it. But that is the I think one of the things that we've always pointed to is the beauty of 35 millimeter is those films were from almost a hundred years ago. They right. literally dug them out of the ground, mm-hmm. put them in a projector, and played them. Wow. And because the permafrost, but they literally can play those. They just. Because they can melt. Like if it had had been in Africa or (laughs) South America, they might have melted. But because it was Africa, because it was Alaska. The humidity will have a profound effect. But okay. um, This was permafrost. All those films are there. And now all these lost films are available to us. And digital, like, nobody nobody knows. Like, nobody knows how to archive this stuff. Nobody knows how to do... Try to get your iPhone 3 to work now. Right. Like, you can't. Right. You can't. You can't get a computer from 10 years ago. They just laugh at you. I have a Mac Classic sitting in my garage because there's a video game on it uh, that I really like. <laughs> uh, and everyone's game? like, it's called Dungeons of Doom. Okay. And everybody keeps going, there's a simulator online. You could play it. I was like, I have looked for that simulator. And all I get are screenshots. Uh, there's no way to... Anyway, the 40th <laughs> level is death. It's uh, But I spent eight months playing that game. Maybe more. Uh, it was my one of my first... <laughs> office jobs <laughs> in uh 19 uh had to be 88 89 i was in milwaukee working at uh, a, uh my sister was assistant development director at next door foundation don't forget to donate guys next door foundation milwaukee wisconsin so uh but the uh but I just, I was uh, a monkey. I was, uh, I did idiot work, um, whatever they want. Like I made tuna fish sandwiches. <laughs> I did the mailings. I did whatever, you know. And uh, my favorite story about that is Darla's boss said to her, how far is Jackie from getting her degree? She's really smart. And Darla <laughs> said, she has her degree. Yeah. And she goes, why is she doing this? And I was like, because I want to do stand up. I don't I don't want to think about my job job, right? I mean, yeah. I just want to show up, work, get paid and then go put all my creative energy into uh writing jokes about dogs and penises. Yeah, maybe the guys in Texas were right. Maybe you were too smart for the room. Too smart for the room. Uh no. I would still like to work that gig. I would still like to work that gig. Please allow me to work that gig. So, do you have a couple of favorite movies? 
that you would like oh, to talk about? Uh, I, I, I like most of them. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I like... I just like movies. You just like movies. I, I like movies. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a wonderful combination of all the arts. You know, photography and 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 writing and and I mean, it's it's all of it. It's all of the arts combined. That's why I think it's so hard and so few people are great. But yeah, even a not um, but but even when it isn't great, you like it. Um, it's it's better than goldfish racing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So it's your fa- like of all the media that is available, right? Like there's books, there's music, there's movies. Oh yeah, it's always been movies. It's, it's always-, always been movies for me. I don't. I, I did that. Yeah, my family. That's what we would do. And oh, I realized later on it was because like all of my family loves movies. They still do, like the westerns. But I don't know. I like. I'm. I usually tell people uh, Harold and Maude is like probably my favorite film. Okay. Like I love. I love Harold and Maude. You've seen that, right? I own that one. Uh, someone so just dorked good. out about Harold and Maude uh, on the show, but we didn't really get into it. It's. I mean, it's. It should. You should like it because it has all of the. It has all of the things. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It's a beautiful film. That was one I I was very excited to when I finally got to run that one. That one was definitely one that that had been on my bucket list. Oh, but I was oh my god, going back like we when we showed The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. At the Cine family as one of those secret donor screenings. I got to tell you, I've never at that crowd Watching that, I think Matt Weinhold was there too. Uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Like it was unbelievable to get to run that for all those people, and whose lives had been changed by Empire Strikes. Lives had been changed. <laughs> like it's such a great movie, such a great movie. But uh, when uh, Hans says, uh, "I I could literally the booth shook." When she said, I love you, and he turned to her and said, I know. I They lost their... They lost their minds. (laughs) They lost their minds. Like, you could hear them just screaming, and everybody was stamping on the floor. And uh, it was was really wonderful to think how many years ago that was. Yeah. And it was still so... Uh, fresh and still just connected with people. And um, I think that film is one of the few things I never cheered in front of a painting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I don't know. You never, (laughs) I don't know that I have ever cheered. I have looked at paintings and had my mind blown. Sure. But uh, I, the one you have in the kitchen, I love it. (laughs) The salt shaker. Thank you. Yeah. Or Paul Kozlowski's cows. (laughs) Um, So the, but the crazy, okay, so you're sitting, I mean, that, that, that must be incredible is where you're sitting in the booth and you get the visceral audience reaction. Oh yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's real amazing. Whether it's a can... shitty movie, whether it's a great oh, yeah. movie. People yelling and yeah, people being bummed out <laughs> and stuff too. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I've had some, some screenings where you just, you can't believe the energy and just how into it they are. Like when we showed purple rain. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't a person not dancing and, oh. and it was incredible. It was incredible. Not in like a corny way. It was just like nobody 
It was just could, beautiful. Could remain seated. You know, like everybody was just on their feet. Every single person in that auditorium, which was sold out. And it happened the second that, that you know, the, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love that stuff. Yeah, that that is amazing. But And that doesn't happen in front of a painting. I've never had a dance party in front of a painting. <laughs> well, I'll, that's happened. a different dork forest. That's a different... <laughs> if you have danced in front of a painting, please call me. And uh, Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, but the... Yeah, I, I remember because I worked at a movie theater once for approximately nine weeks they fired you no 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 i was too uh, smart for the room it was too smart for the room i was too drunk for the gig is what i was it was uh, oh, it was no. uh, uh, the odeon west end in okay. in london and uh, i worked at a movie theater and uh i got to see diana and uh prince charles and they were going to see roger rabbit <laughs> Which is what you think of when royalty goes to see a film. Please oh go see. Oh my god! It's so great of all the fucking movies. Of all the said. fucking movies, it was Roger Rabbit. I still a have great a, film though. A great film. I love Roger Rabbit. I uh, will if I have a particularly uh, stressful show. I will always put in Roger Rabbit. Oh. Uh, I have no idea why, but uh, that my favorite scene in Roger Rabbit is when Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, correct? Yes. And uh, was uh, wrestling with Roger. Uh, mm-hmm. They were handcuffed together, and Roger pulls his hand out and holds the box steady. And uh, and then he puts it back in, and Bob Hoskins says, could you have done that at any time? And Roger Rabbit says, "Yes, only when it was funny. <laughs> and when did you meet Charles Flesher the uh, first time? The first time, probably a dozen years ago at the Whole Foods were over on Riverside. Were you bummed out? As I was about how creepy he is. Yes. Okay. I have actually blocked it. Uh, <laughs> bad Uncle Because I fucking love Roger Rabbit. I know. It is. And it's Charles Fleischer is a goof. But not... It's just... You almost... He just radiates creepy, which is why he was so good in Zodiac. <laughs> like he showed up in Zodiac and you just immediately went, oh no, not anybody but, but anybody but him right now. Anybody but him. <laughs> what was Zodiac? Was that the killer? Yeah. Okay. The, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? No, no. No. <laughs> That sounds terrifying. I was like, is there a movie about that boat that blows up? The Zodiac boat? No. It's just, it's an inflatable uh, It's uh, uh, the Zodiac killer. The Zodiac killer (laughs) is what it's about. It's got Robert Downey Jr. in it. Jake it's a Gyllenhaal, huge Mark success. A huge success. Big, big movie. Believe it got nominated for an Academy Award. I don't. I think it, it's. I got screeners. Great. I got screeners to ignore. <laughs> uh, Andy watched Get Out. I love Get Out. Get uh, Out is amazing. Yeah, it's Andy amazing. said it was really, really good. It and is. It's an incredible film. I think it's one of the best movies of last year. Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, and you didn't want to watch it? No, no, no. I understand there's a lot of tension. Uh, <laughs> it's my least favorite thing about film. Uh, here's what I've never stood in front of a, a, a painting and been scared. <laughs> so That's why you like paintings. Or... That's why I like old paintings uh, a little yes. bit better. Uh, it's such uh... a calm art form. <laughs> like poetry and paintings. It just right. washes it's... over me like a gentle massage. Exactly. That's why I like to read books because i could put it down not that i couldn't pause the movie but um i um 
just going to point it out, but okay. <laughs> well, like uh, Fargo, for example. A lot Did of you, tension. A lot of tension, Fargo. Walked out of tar- Fargo. What? Walked back into Fargo. Chipper scene. Uh, <laughs> bad timing. Bad timing. Actually, bad the gore timing. doesn't get me. It's literally people being stupid. And it was uh, the salesman guy, played by William H. Macy. Yes. Uh, just making one terrible life choice after another. And I was like, I already know those people in real life. Why would I watch, watch a dramatization of something that's happening around me? Uh-huh. I, it literally makes my skin crawl. I would rather live or die through the movie out open water, like the circumstances of open water than to watch the movie open water. I think of all the movies we've talked about, all the historical, that open water (laughs) came up during a conversation. (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) How was open water? Did you like open water? It's terrifying. It's terrifying film. Like I actually liked open water. I put I well, just this is the greatest episode of the Dork Forest ever because Gary Anabeta loves all movies, <laughs> all of them. The only no, thing we've you were only slightly talked cr- about good ones. We've only talked about. Let me think. No, no, we haven't. <laughs> we've oh, talked, we've about, talked some, about some great films. Come on, it's Roger true. Rabbit, Fargo. No. What's what's Zodiac. a what's a movie you didn't like? Just out of just out of curiosity, because this is uh, a. It's usually I, I I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. Who this? The movie she names may possibly be your favorite movie of all time. I'm so sorry. So deal with it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Up. If you're alive, up. if you're still alive, <laughs> celebrate that. Yes. Um, what is one uh, I I did not like? What's one recently that came out to be like more helpful? How, how about historically? Like what? I, I just bought Swing Time, which is Fred Astaire. Ginger Rogers. Okay, I hate movie. most musicals, so I, I haven't even seen that. I hate it. How about Mamma Mia? I hate it. <laughs> did you have to show Mamma Mia? That I was a- did, and it was awful <laughs> and traumatizing. Here's my thing about my, the reason I loved Mamma Mia is that uh, I usually don't like a movie where it looks like people are having more fun than uh, than I am while I'm or watching Or writing burrows. <laughs> I don't mind burrows. Uh, I, I like romancing the stone. Uh, so, uh, the But the thing about Mamma Mia is that it looked like no one was having fun. That they were past the point of having fun where now they were just laughing at the fact that they were in this movie. Yeah. Okay. That's what I loved about this movie. It was sort of, it's a mad, 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 mad world for our generation because uh, Mamma Mia is terrible. It is. Uh, Pierce Brosnan singing is like trying to listen to someone sing through cheesecloth. And uh, and they're old. <laughs> so they keep Meryl Streep sending her up that Greek mountain. On a burrow. <laughs> no walking. She's walking oh. up those stairs a million times. And here's, I, they, when, when I, I used to get ABBA and air supply mixed up. Hi, guys, I'm a dork. <laughs> Uh, but uh, so when Mamma Mia came out, I was like, I want to write the Air Supply musical. <laughs> and then I tried to listen to my favorite Air Supply album oh, from no. a child. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it's terrible. Oh, yeah. You think? <laughs> oh, my God. I tried to listen to, first of all, the words, my favorite Air Supply album. <laughs> Probably never been uttered <laughs> by anyone. Remember, in the history of uttering, you may not things. know this. I had two albums. My sister had two albums. That's Why? all the music we had. We were poor, or nobody gave a shit about us. 
<laughs> she had an Air Supply album. I had an Andy Gibb album. She had uh, something else. I had a Billy Joel album. What Billy and Joel? Fifty I mean, Second Street. Uh, a good and, one, sure. Okay. And uh, the Andy Gibb uh, came with a poster. My parents wouldn't let me put it on the wall. I did it anyway. Oh, and then no. the eyes followed me, so I had to take it down anyway. <laughs> you should. We our our room, the room my sister and I shared for our formative years, a Spartan cell would have been comparable. <laughs> We had we remember we lived in in Wisconsin. Nancy Cation would keep uh it was fifty four at night. That's where she kept the heat. <laughs> fifty four. And then during the day it was, I believe, sixty eight. Both very uncomfortable. <laughs> very, very chilly. But but those are uncomfortable temperatures. Uh, right and weird numbers. And, and then she was actually setting something for it to be that temperature yes like, and that was her goal we each had thin brown like army blankets <laughs> and i look back at it and then i was mocked openly by my siblings because i wore a hat to bed <laughs> but i was chilly <laughs> yeah and yeah. so they I, bought me kind of a funny hat it was an old russian kind of fur and i was like no, this is good. Sixty percent of your body goes out through your head. I'm fucking wearing this. I'm gonna I be bet. warm. Yeah, so. I bet that, that that is awesome. So we didn't have any uh, music. They had some old music, and then my dad only had motivational speaker albums. And uh, they make those. Yeah, Zig Ziglar. You know, sell the sizzle, not the steak. So, um, so what's like? Is there an old movie that you had to show? Like, I suppose all those old musicals. I, I don't like musicals and I don't like horror films. I never have. Well, that's weird. It is Like, weird. zombie movies, aren't those horror films? I, I really, I, I don't understand it either. I really like, Dawn of the Dead is like one of my all-time favorite films. Like, but I there's like other, zombie films. Oh, slasher movies maybe you don't like. Don't like slasher Maybe movies. that's it. Like I the Halloween-y like, kind of things? I, or? I, it, a good movie is a good movie. Right. Period. Halloween, that John Carpenter one, that's just a great movie. But yeah, I don't I don't like just watching people because like I really get into movies when I watch them. Like I really Oh yes. You're like, "Oh, oh my god, okay, this is the person I connect with and her head's on a stick in the yard." <laughs> well, right, stop and then doing so that. You pick somebody else and you're like, "No, no." And then they get they they just get gutted in front of you. I don't find that fun. No, I don't no. watch. I and don't it's looking more and more real. Fun. More and more real yeah. every moment. But like a Get Out, yeah, Get Out is amazing. Like that movie's amazing. And but people, but and like yeah, I didn't see it. Die. Gory. People die. People kind of gory. It's gory. How about it's... Silence of the Lambs? Oh man, that's a good one. That's, that's a great. Super tense. It's super tense. Do you I, like it? I wanted to leave. I was tricked into going to that movie, and it was sold out. So I was in the middle, and uh, this woman Couldn't that I was hanging out, out with uh, picked middle seats on purpose. I assume. Don't know. That's no. That is speculative fiction. But uh, I could not get out, and I was literally just rocking back and forth, just grabbing the seat, going, "This is too tense. <laughs> <laughs> this is too tense." And that is a really tense one. That's a tense one. Yeah, and it's really good. It is really good. It's yeah. incredibly well made. Yeah, and uh, and then I the Academy Award for Best Picture. Right, and I've seen it since then, or parts of it on cable, and I will always stop and watch parts of it because yeah, it is incredibly. So- well done. Good. 
But it's no so Field good. of Dreams, though. I'll tell oh, you that. Oh, come on. Field of Dreams. <laughs> I love High Field five. of Dreams. Ooh, High, High five on Field of Dreams. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. I love Field of Dreams. I, don't, I love it, too. I love it. I remember just being so affected by that film the first time I saw it. It's the Field of Dreams Bull Durham back-to-back that I want to watch. That's the double feature That's right the there, double baby. feature right That's there. The that, nothing feature. wrong with that. The yeah. Natural, on the other hand, very pretty. Don't care. Don't care. Yeah. Did you I, like it? Or? Uh, no. No, there's another one I don't like. Uh, I was. I thought it was terrible. I I, I don't mind a sport movie. Uh, I don't love Rudy the way pe- uh, some people love oh, Rudy. I love Rudy. Rudy's pretty good. I love Rudy. But there's. it's not Hoosiers. Oh, Hoosiers is so good. <laughs> Hoosiers, I think, oh, doesn't have God. a bad scene in it. Uh, so good. Like Shawshank Redemption. Or one of the greats. How about Silverado? Love Silverado. <laughs> I love Silverado. Like I wanted the one of my. Did favorite. you get to show that one? I have shown Silverado actually. Yeah, I think yes. I've played Silverado. Love that movie. That's one that I have on the laser disc. I have a Criterion collection of that. You have an old timey laser disc. I do. Yeah. Because I'm so. When into, did you, you buy look it? so confused? Right yeah, yeah. Now. Explain. Please let's let's go over. Tell La- me, laser discs are great. There's a lot of films that you can't get in their original form. The only way they were released was on laser disc. There's a ton of them. What's one? Uh, Manhunter would be one. Oh, weird. They had to change the music. So the original release, Led Zeppelin, actually, I think, did I it. Think that one, no, Bad Lieutenant. Okay. Bad Lieutenant's another one. Led Zeppelin sued him. They had to take some music out on both of those. Oh. So for Manhunter, I think they redid all of the music, if my memory serves. Don't right. quote me on that. But uh, I know the Bad Lieutenant, it was, they got sued for uh, uh, some rapper used cashmere. Okay. Got sued, lost, they had to take it out. And then there's a bunch of stuff we were talking before we get going on the on the Hayes Code, yeah, there's a bunch of like pre-code cartoons, things like that. All the Tex Avery cartoons, they're only available on Laserdisc. They were never released any other way. But Laserdisc, I mean, they were that was created before DVD, right? Yep. And so, in between VHS yeah. and DVDs, there was Laserdisc, right. and they're giant album-sized movies. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What, because they're bigger, they can hold, I assume, more data. They, you would think, yeah. But they're actually, if you get like the CAV disc, they're about the equivalent of a of a DVD. What makes the laser disc? Is it just availability of things that aren't available, and, at other and things? a lot of extras? But yes, I only buy stuff on laser disc. Although I have a lot, I only buy stuff on laser disc that's not available. Okay. Any any other way. It's like, oh, you can't get this except on Laserdisc. Okay. For example, I have the Laserdisc of Boogie Nights. Oh. Because it has a documentary on there about John Holmes called Exhausted, <laughs> which has never been released, but it's on that Laserdisc, and it's amazing. Really? So yeah. Boogie Nights is the, is the porn... Uh, 
Yeah, the, Paul Thomas the, Anderson. <laughs> Jackie, Paul, what have you been doing yeah, the last 30 years? Yeah, that, I've you been haven't watching, seen Boogie Nights? No, I understand. It's amazing. Actually. There's no tension. There's, There's no, no tension. tension. You should watch You know it. what I accidentally saw instead of Boogie Nights? Well, Studio 54. Uh, Ouch. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was, was exactly so that. so bad. That's why I didn't see Boogie Nights. I was like, oh, is it going to be more of this nonsense? Because <laughs> I don't want to see it. Well, you have to see Boogie Nights. Because Boogie Nights is excellent. Yeah. Every, everyone it is excellent. That. It is excellent. And it is based on... He got the idea from this documentary about John Holmes called Exhausted. Okay. And it's on the Laserdisc only. Okay. Like if you buy... So you really can't... I mean, I'm sure someone's ripped it and put some shitty version oh, of it on uh, yeah. YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you want the right, on the right sanctioned version of it or whatever... Well, I, I just... I, it's hard to see. It's too much nudity, I think, to be on YouTube. Oh, okay. It'd probably get taken down right right away. Oh, fair enough. And yeah. how long is that documentary? Is it a full, full, hour, full uh, hour? Yeah, it's a full... I I have the version on the Laserdisc. Yeah. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson actually edited all the the sex stuff out and just made it into the documentary. And oh. so I think it's only an hour. And then the actual documentary is like, I think an hour and a half and an hour 40. I have both of them. Oh, wow. Because yeah, some, somebody ripped me a copy yeah. of it years ago, but it's terrific. If you haven't seen that documentary, that's There's fascinating. a lot of stuff. Uh, we, like I said, we were talking a lot of the pre-code cartoons and just, stuff like that. Just, Tech Savory. Never been available. You can only get it on laser dice. Is his name Tex? <laughs> Tex <laughs> is Avery? Is it te- it's Tex I, Avery, right? I don't know. Who... The cartoon guy, yeah. Yeah, there's a cartoon guy named Tex Avery yeah. who did pre-code, which means that they were either super sexy or super racist. Or possibly or both. a lot of stuff, like I have, yeah, it, it's Tex Avery. Um, the other thing I have, because cartoons, like even... A lot of the newer stuff, the Family Dog, you remember that cartoon? Vaguely, the it was on Steven Spielberg. Yeah, they couldn't get clearances; only available on Laserdisc. It's uh, I have only heard of it. It's supposed to be hilarious. It's so funny. It's so brilliant and so funny. I'm not sure why they've never relieved it. I, usually, it always has to do with music. But I don't know why. Right. But that is the one that I have that people like want to borrow all the time because they want to watch. It's the whole season of it. And yeah, it's hilarious and terrific. But I also have stuff like the Three Caballeros. Oh. The Walt Disney one because they've edited that out because like Goofy Smokes. Oh, right. So. I fucking hate that. Yeah. I don't. The the smoking, the guns and E.T. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, even Holiday, Holiday Inn rather, uh, not Holiday, uh, Holiday Inn with, uh, Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire. I thought you meant the comfortable motels. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Holiday Inn. It's, uh, uh, Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> Holiday Inn is a Christmas movie or it's a holiday movie that I, I always start the holidays by watching Holiday Inn because it is all the holidays. Okay. And it's where Bing Crosby first wrote White Christmas. Okay. And it is a great movie. With a horrible scene uh, for the 4th of July, he is in blackface. Oh, no way. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Swing Time also has a blackface oh, uh, scene God. in it as well. And so AMC awful. sometimes cuts out the blackface scene. And I'm like... And rightly so. Here's my thing about it, though. The the only black character in that movie has uh, like five lines in that scene. that, And then she has four lines in the rest of the movie. And 
I say face your fucking racism. <laughs> face the history of your stupid, stupid racism. Yeah. We were watching Swing Time night before last uh, because I got it for Christmas. And there's a scene in it where Fred Astaire is also in blackface doing a song about Bojangles. Okay. And, um, and there's a great... He's tap dancing. He's an amazing uh, dancer, Fred Astaire. Gonna break some. Gonna break some ground here, you guys. Gonna yeah. r- big reveal. We're going out on a limb here. <laughs> but so there's. Uh, it's a shadow puppet thing where he's dance. He's tap dancing. Okay. And it's it's ridiculous. Blackface is ridiculous. Ridiculous and stupid and foul and 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 not okay. No. No. Uh, that being said, uh, the Bojangle scene, all of those old movies in the 30s stole everybody's act from vaudeville right. and from the Poconos. They Because everybody had circuits, Bob Hope and Bing Crosby in those road movies, they stole comics acts because everyone just did the same act for 30 years from that, you know, when they traveled the circuit because there was no radio, there was no television. So Bob Hope t- cherry picked and stole everybody's favorite bits. Bob. Uh, Bob. Bing. Come hats. on. Huge surprise that we find out later that those guys are kind of assholes. And, um, and I know, I'm almost certain without knowing that Fred Astaire stole that act, that shadow puppet thing uh-huh. from a black tap dancer on the road. Because of he did it in blackface, which makes me think that he was doing either what he thought was some sort of homage or he was like, well, was a black guy who did this. I should probably be black. (laughs) And you're like, well, shut it. It was just I mean, like, I'm not right. The the reasoning is insanity. And uh, one of my favorite jokes Chad Daniels does was he was talking to his grandmother about um his, oh, and he was out to lunch with his grandmother, and his grandmother's a racist. And he told her uh, that she was uh, a piece of shit. And uh, I like how you just casually say. <laughs> and so his grandmother's like, a, she makes good cornbread. Chad Daniels' mother makes terrific cornbread. <laughs> and Chad, yeah, Chad Daniels' grandma, racist, huge racist, uh, constantly saying ridiculous things. And he he called her on it, obviously, right? Oh, like you, so like awful. you, like you do. And then. Uh, somebody said, well, you know, she was raised in a different time. And he said, yeah, but she's raised now, right? She's yeah. an adult at this time. Yeah. She's got all of her faculties now. Sure. And <laughs> you're like, we can, she we can, can be all taught. Change. We can realize stuff. I pushed a kid in a pool when I was like five. Mm-hmm. I understood later on that was a bad thing to do. Yes. People went, hey, that's a bad thing to do. <laughs> I didn't go like, into a pool? well, I was raised in a different time. <laughs> uh, did you say, well, I was five and uh, <laughs> yeah. I needed to be taught no. that it wasn't cool? We, we can all learn. We can all be taught. We can all be taught. You've got to want. She wants to be racist. It's yeah. 2018. If you're a racist, you want to be a racist. That's it. You want to be a racist you you are a bad person <laughs> and you've made a terrible You're life making choice. A, a really really bad life choices because being raised in a different time it's not it's not an excuse for bad behavior i went on the slave tour in monticello mm-hmm. um and um the docent 65 year old white guy not how i would have cast that so uh but the th- but he had to face his racism three fucking times a day as he gave people tours of this and he was uh on the whole i thought he did pretty good eh, 
not uh, not uh, not entirely great as uh, three older black women kind of bailed uh, near the <laughs> end of his tour. Oh my god, I'm a terrible person. Uh, I just <laughs> well, because uh, yeah, I'm and sorry, uh, that's fine. But the but the thing is is uh, and I'm sure he learned from it. But at one point he was talking about how uh, Thomas Jefferson was a white supremacist and he was a scientist, and that was the science of the day, and. Um, because they people were measuring skulls and they were justifying like scientists were justifying their racism by making it science like measuring shit and um and and he was and at no time does he does the docent at who's giving us this tour say the actual words that has been disproven humanity is just humanity yeah. and poor people should be educated, uh, whether they're white or black or Native American or Asian, because uh, potential uh, is not uh, the color of your skin. Everyone no. is just meat. Yeah. So, uh, and, and unfortunately, you can't measure hatred. <laughs> right. Let's measure that. <laughs> it turns out, turns out. Let's create a science to measure hatred. I bet you there's some uh, somebody looking for a grant. <laughs> so, uh, if you so you would say. Uh, can 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 people? You you're clearly still buying laser discs. I, I bought one yesterday. I gotta I gotta get back to the door. I, I bought one yesterday. What'd you buy? What'd you buy? Uh, Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I would I had not gone to Mars in that sentence. Why was he on Mars? What was, I'm gonna find out. You never I, saw it. I did not watch it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I knew it was a uh, rare one. Okay. And I saw it at Amoeba and I was like, oh my God, I got to pick that up. That's not been available. And Does Amoeba have a Laserdisc section? Absolutely. Yeah. That's where I get most of mine. They, and it's uh, surprisingly, I know it's a dead format. It's still, there's a lot of people that get and collect it for the, the reasons that I've stated. It's uh, the only, like I, we were talking about, like they shouldn't, I want to be clear. They, they shouldn't edit that stuff out like goofy was smoking at that i feel like that should be available to us yeah like but i understand that they edit it out for television being that that is a public and publicly funded thing so mm. children could watch that and i'm torn want- i'm yeah. super torn because the thing about smoking and guns and and <laughs> rape i don't know all the i don't know why i went there <laughs> says the woman who said are you still alive <laughs> why am i being judged so the, uh, the um but i think that it creates the dialogue because uh we were watching swing time and that blackface thing happened and andy and i just looked at each other and it led to a very good sort of white people kind of <laughs> onion kind of thing where you're like oh shit yeah we've been horrible for centuries yeah 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 yeah, yeah we got to get it together and but i do buy think- a white lady meat shield t-shirt I, everybody I- yes <laughs> <laughs> i think that i also understand that people can't be uh uh watching their kids Every second of the day. I understand that we may have... And and the TV is the babysitter. Exactly. And so I I think that it is okay as long as they say, hey, this has been edited. Oh, yeah. Some content is out of this. What I disagree with or what I don't like is that they go... Like Disney has never released Song of the South. Right. Because it's... By the way, it is on Laserdisc. (laughs) I have never seen it. 
It's great. <laughs> it's great. What is it? It's a great movie. It's right. Uh, it's, it's the uncle. The it's an Uncle Tom. The, yeah, it's a Uncle Remus. Uncle Remus uh, story of the the Tar Baby. Oh, and it's it's a very very good film. In it's the zippity doo zippity doo da. Oh, so it's got music. It is a musical. <laughs> you aren't completely dead inside. No, 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 and, not uh, so completely. <laughs> There's a couple of musicals I do like. I really liked Hamilton a lot. Yeah, did you get I, to see it? I did, uh, and I loved it. Uh, I there are some musicals that uh, Singing in the Rain incredible yeah i mean there's some that are really I, I don't like all musicals like as a blanket um but i've I've done several episodes about musicals and uh and there's plenty of musicals i haven't seen but um but on the whole like i like um what uh i kind of like those old hammers hammer okay the hammerstein and like i like guys and dolls a lot and um yeah say i hate those yeah those are the ones because it's like the mo- the movie's going and getting good, and then they just stop it, and everybody sings, and you're like, "What is going on?" <laughs> like, I don't like it. I don't like it. You don't like anything it. about it. You don't like anything about it. Don't well, like anything about it. So, Song of the South is because it's just it perpetuates all those stereotypes. Because is that what it is? Or they're slaves? Actually, like Uncle Remus, there it's a slave, and that's where they are. It's it's you know, pre-Civil War slavery. Exactly. That's where it's set. Exactly. And is it that Southern apologist kind of thing where they're just like, remember the good old days? Yeah. It's like, look at these happy slaves. Look at the happy slaves. Yeah. Um, so I get why they wouldn't release that publicly. Um, just we, because it's like all those monuments where you're like the participation sure. trophies. Oh where um, Where you're like... There were plenty of Southerners who fought for the North because that was their country, mm-hmm. and uh, and they weren't uh, slave apologists. But um, but so interesting. Song of the South. I think they. I, I think that it. it should be made available uh, because it does promote, like you talked, the discussion. Yeah. About, around that, and it's important that we talk about these subjects that are difficult. Yeah, cuz they they are it is important and those things are just it they they wake us up, they shock us into going what yeah, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it's, And what it's, is the message of this fucking thing? Exactly. <laughs> and and you go like, "Oh, okay, this is like we know how the areas we need to get." It it the discussion is good. Discussion and, and plus no one knows that Splash Mountain at Disneyland is based on Song of the South. Oh, I did not know that. Every, nobody. It's really crazy to me that nobody knows that. Why is it? Because it was one of their films. It was. It was it one was of the things big, that they did. It was a big number it in was Song a of the big, South. Abs- it, Song of the South it, they, had they a do splash zippity doodah, and those and are they, all the characters from the film that you're seeing as you go through there. It's the Br'er Rabbit and all. Of, wow. Yeah. yeah. Look what we've done here. <laughs> Gary and Abeta, you've taught me so much, quite honestly. And we've gone so over. But oh, jeez. I haven't talked to you in 12 edit, years, so edit, what the heck. Edit, edit out, uh, I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll go over it. We'll go over. We'll anyway, go over uh, at Gary Abeta is her Twitter feed. Her birthday is the 27th. <laughs> the 27th. <laughs> and uh, she is in a great documentary yes. about... Uh, out of print. About uh, out of print. Marchetti. Please watch it. It's Please watch it. It's on, it's on Netflix. And I'd love to get you back on just to talk about <laughs> clearly about documentaries. So, <laughs> oh, I um, love documentaries. G A R I A N A one A B E Y T A Gary Anaveda. Thank you for being on the show. Oh no, thank you for having me. Uh, and, and Rangers, for the I- 
Iced coffee. Right. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. They're dancing around my hat, (laughs) my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?